But I think there are amazing opportunities to do good in Georgia's rural, suburban, and urban communities that are often overlooked as hubs of innovation and also still be able to make profit. Whether it be, you know, we talked about things like housing, transportation, mobility, ag, People all across the state need those resources. So if you have innovation, if you have business ideas um, in the B Corp space, there are opportunities all around the state to really serve the greater community um, and also still be profitable. Welcome back to another edition of Be The Change Georgia, brought to you by Be Local Georgia. I'm Nathan Stuck, and I'm passionate about amplifying the voices of the amazing leaders surrounding the B Corp community in the Southeast who are showing how making a profit and making a difference aren't mutually exclusive ideas. Today, there are more than 4,000 B Corps across 75 countries and 150 industries, unified by one common goal, transforming the global economy to benefit all people, communities, and the planet. If you want to learn how to plug into our purpose-driven business community alongside the inspiring leaders we feature on this show, check us out at belocalgeorgia.com, and we'll hope to meet you at our next event. In today's episode, Nathan sits down for a deep conversation with Jamal Lewis, Economic Opportunity Manager for Georgia's Partnership for Inclusive Innovation, aka The Partnership. They talk about the far-reaching economic and societal impact when you're intentional about fostering community and opportunities for diverse business leaders to innovate at scale across the state when centering values and actions around inclusion. Jamal is driven by the desire to improve access to resources in underserved and underrepresented communities. And his current role with the partnership is helping him to create these spaces and opportunities for those who are often under-resourced. So we talk a little bit about his story and his wisdom and his hope for the future. And we hope you enjoy this inspiration from Jamal as much as we did. Jamal, what do you wish everybody understood about PIN and the purpose that ultimately drives your why? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that I wish people knew about PIN and the purpose behind the why is just really the definition within our name. So inclusive innovation drives a lot of our work. It drives all of our work, actually. And so we at the partnership define inclusive innovation as improving access and opportunities for all Georgians uh, to drive innovation and create opportunities for all the state to thrive together as a part of one innovation ecosystem. And I think when people hear our name, that's like the first question, what does inclusive innovation mean? And so all of our work, all of our pillars um, is driven behind that one goal of shared uh, economic success and opportunity. And it goes beyond just gender or race or ethnicity. It goes into regional, urban, rural, everything, correct? Yeah, and when we, when we talk about inclusive, you're exactly right. It touches across all spectrums. It's a statewide inclusive. So it, it goes from our rural centers to our urban cores and everything in between. It, it's inclusive of gender, geographies, as you talked about, race and socioeconomic status, because we know that there are just unequal opportunities and access to resources that provide opportunities across the state. And, how we do that differs based on the communities, but the overall goal um, is to make sure that that is uh, represented. That's awesome. Um, as somebody who's been a, a guest judge on some of the the challenge, the contests and challenges and things you guys have put on, it's an incredible. I mean, we covered, I think, just about every corner of the state. The one, at least, and that was just I was just one judge during one event, and it was yeah. a really cool <laughs> uh, hodgepodge of everything um, from literally. Like you can probably put like X across the state and we hit everything. So 
it's a, it's a wonderful organization. And, and as I've gotten to know you too, like your passion comes out when you talk about your work, um, when you talk about what you do and what PIN does. When did you first discover this passion for, you know, and it's kind of all over the, it's doing good, but it's governmental and community affairs. It's affordable housing. It's, it's gentrification and displacement, public administration. So wh- where did you discover that passion and who or what motivated you to go down this route as a career path? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll first start off by saying some of this is like my personal, uh, my personal interests, right? And then some are my professional. And then I've been very fortunate and blessed to uh, find a, a career opportunity working with a partnership to merge many of these opportunities, um, wh- whether it be like my primary role or just projects that we fund or that we partner with to work on. Uh, but I, I'd say I first discovered my passion for public administration and economic and community development while deciding what master's program uh, was a good fit for me. So at the time, I really was really, really focused on getting my MBA. Uh, and I sat down with a career coach. And I just remember him asking me, his name is Dirk Smith. And I, re- I remember him asking me, so what do you want to do? Like, what is your why? What, what drives you? What motivates you? Um, and all of my answers really had like social economic impacts around it. Like, I want to help people. Um, I want to help communities become better and more resilient. Just the development piece and understanding how economies can be built to help uh, failing communities or help communities that are really thriving be inclusive. Um, And so everything I said, he just listened and he told me, maybe you should look into public administration. It sounds like you really have a social lens on a lot of the things that interest you um, with an economic or business component to it. So, you know, through that conversation, I started looking into the Master's in Public Administration program and yeah, it tapped into some of my cores, always having a passion for business and entrepreneurship and helping others. And um, at a very young age, it was instilled in me the importance of giving back uh, and ownership and what that can do to unlock opportunities um, across all industries and all sectors. Um, and so, again, like I said, I, I took that advice. I looked into uh, public administration, what it, what it was all about, the career paths within it. Um, and then I enrolled. And while in my public administration program, I, I learned about economic development. And that was really, I think, a, a big, huge reason of why I am here, why I am today. Um, it's because, you know, I was introduced to the, to the career in economic development. Um, and then I actually had the opportunity to work within the career. So I, I went over to Georgia Department of Economic Development as a, uh, a marketing manager uh, and later transitioned into a project manager with the Global Commerce Department. And I really just started to work with communities um, and, and those economic development professionals to understand what makes a community attractive, what are the economic drivers of communities, um, and then how that has translated today to the work we're doing. I mean, as you talked about the projects that we touch with Penn, it's all about access to healthcare, innovation and technology, entrepreneurship pieces, transportation mobility. We work projects from all across the innovation sector. And so tie-in for me was very natural. It's so cool because I it, very similar to sitting down with that MBA career counselor. And what do you want to do? Like, and the look on their face is a little panicked of like, oh, I don't really know what you purpose. Uh, like this is the business school, but and it's. It's one of the most rewarding projects I worked on actually was with two MPAs because that those like combined knowledge sets of kind of the MBA world with the MPA world was that was a uh, 
don't know, it's, it's very complementary and they're both very needed alongside each other if you start thinking about what's going to drive economic prosperity. And, you know, we talked earlier a little bit about uh, the importance of, well, the term inclusive innovation, but also how that includes geographic, racial, gender, socioeconomic equity, all those different things that fall under that umbrella. So talk to us about how channeling the power of diversity is a game changer for our state's economic prosperity. So I'd say our leadership, our, our team of managers and our key partners are aware of the lack of access and resources available to communities across the state. Uh, but we're also sensitive to um, the lack of diversity, equity, and inclusion and how, and how necess- necessary they are uh, to ensuring that the resources and innovation that we foster uh, and the projects that we fund can help um, all individuals in those communities. And so there are specific challenges that need, um, I would say, individuals with lived experiences in order to fully understand the impacts. Uh, some of these impacts are systemic. Some of these are just um, a function of ge- geographies and certain industries not identifying the potential for innovation um, in certain communities. And so, again, having the diversity helps us better understand the state um, as a whole and the communities that we are serving. Talk to us too about the different functions of your leadership team that you just referenced. How are you dividing and conquering and what does a day in the life look like for you as the economic opportunity manager? Our leadership team or management team consists of four managers and an executive director. Our uh, community research pillar is led by my colleague, Stephanie Broxton, uh, and the community research pillar supports community initiatives that advance smart technology uh, to create a safer and sustainable future for citizens within those communities. Uh, the workforce development pillar is one of our newer pillars, but they, that pillar aims to provide a multi-sectorial like, experience uh, to future workforce leaders in research, civic, and private innovation through a rotational fellowship program. Uh, The student engagement pillar is our third pillar. Uh, That program helps university and graduate students pursue interest in community service with summer placements uh, that provide hands-on engagement in research and community engagement. And then the economic opportunity pillar is our final pillar, uh, which I lead, as you, as you talked about. But what my goal to this pillar is, is to support the partnership's goal to define Georgia's entrepreneurial identity as a national leader in technology, research, and development, um, and how implementation by empowering projects can create sustained shared opportunities for economic success. So a lot of what I do to go on the day-to-day level is really connecting with people, which is something that I love. Like everyone, um, I, I've learned this through my professional career, just personally, everyone has a really cool story. If you have an opportunity to talk and get to know people, people have similar backgrounds. Um, they may have similar makeups and similar experiences, but there often are small nuances that differentiate those individuals. And so, you know, a day in the life of the economic opportunity manager looks like meeting and connecting with people in communities across the state to learn about their stories, as I've talked about. Um, And this is just helping me identify the strengths and the opportunities uh, for growth within those communities or those regions across the state. Um, I also work with our funded project partners, uh, innovation ecosystem stakeholders and innovators, uh, and also problem solvers such as yourself, Uh, from across the state to scale access 
and innovation resources and opportunities. And so when we talk a lot about this access, we view this access as a network. And so it is great for me to have an entrepreneur uh, in Athens that understands the challenges and also identifying community that has a similar makeup in Athens that may could benefit from some of the innovation that's going on, but there may need to be some tweaks so it better benefits that specific community, right? So it's really about the collaboration piece and learning from what's already being done successfully across the state and how we can tweak it. So a lot of my conversations center around that as I connect with other innovators. Um, and then also helping uh, to grow the awareness and capacity of Penn. Um, so Partnership is a very young organization. We are not even two years old yet. And so we've achieved a lot of success in our early stage, but of course, there is a lot of capacity building for a small team of about six that has to happen and take place. So in this next growth cycle for us, uh, what I focus more on now, um, as, as well as like connecting with people um, and engaging with organizations is more sharing the impacts of Penn. We, we funded um, several projects across the state and multiple projects in certain communities. And so it's talking about how those communities have been impacted for the better um, and how we can continue to support them uh, long after our projects are no longer active, but they become alumni. As somebody who lives in uh, athens clark county well splits time between atlanta and athens but my tax dollars stay in athens for the most part i'm grateful because i you and i have had conversations about this too or it's like for georgia to prosper athens needs the striving tech scene as well like all these different places have very unique offerings to give the state and the overall economy um, and making sure that we don't all feel like we have to go to atlanta to be successful is is something near and dear to my heart so just wanted to give you a personal thank you for everything you guys have accomplished and that is yet to come. Yeah. I mean, again, to, to piggyback on that again, it's, it's just taking what great innovators across the state are doing and, and scaling it. So we're just creating the opportunity, the space for collaboration and conversation. I always tell um, our project partners, like we're not leading um, a lot of the innovation. What we're doing is fostering the opportunity for our leaders to innovate, to scale, um, and and the one thing that I do love about the, the B Corp movement um, is that you're starting to see that move in the understanding across the state that, hey, you know, I can actually have a business that creates a profit, but also have intentions and a mission that also does uh, creates community good and well-being. And so uh, connecting with you and understanding that has been super, uh, super cool for me as well. Yeah, I think it's important too that as the numbers grow, I think the awareness grows where people can see that these are, they're not mutually exclusive, that you can't, you know, a lot of people think that you, if you tell them you're a social entrepreneur, they assume you're a nonprofit. And even for traditional businesses, there's that element of like, you can be a traditional consultancy or insurance broker and still be a B Corp. Um, and then you can make money and do business the right way and be successful. And that's kind of the, the neat part. What gets you excited? Like what upcoming initiatives does PIN have? Where do you see, like, what are, what are the big things you guys are working on right now? And I don't know, what gets you out of bed this morning and kind of fired up to go? Something we're making some really great progress towards. We haven't solved it yet, but I think we've made some really good inroads is fostering unique collaboration. So us as a public-private partnership that works statewide, has a statewide mission, there are some really interesting projects and re really interesting opportunities 
think one of the biggest challenges in creating Georgia as the technology and innovation capital um, of the East Coast specifically is communication and collaboration, getting innovators and individuals from certain communities, from all communities to, to talk with each other and share experiences, share um, the innovative products and services and processes and how they're better serving their communities with this innovation. That gets me excited because when you have uh, specifically like the, the small rural communities um, in Georgia that really get it and you see the opportunity for them to be the leaders for this new change that's happening in positioning social entrepreneurs or tech entrepreneurs um, and building resilient communities, you really get a good understanding of assets that are here present in Georgia. And so everything from uh, last Friday, I actually had the opportunity to go and visit two farms from the Working Farms Fund project that um, that we funded, that the partnership has funded, uh, and, and meeting the farmers and the families and, and understanding challenges, the opportunities that having land access has given them, uh, but as well as like the opportunity that technology can play at creating a better process for them to earn more and be more precise with their agriculture. Now, these are like really cool conversations, but when we also bring in our other partners, like Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College or um, University of Georgia at Tipton Campus, Georgia Southern, those type of universities into the mix. And they're all having conversations about how they can potentially collaborate and make these projects larger. It really gets me excited. And then if you think about it generationally, um, specifically with some of our ag tech projects, or our smart community projects, we had our project in Valdosta that was a Georgia Smart Communities Challenge project, and they were actually recognized as like a, a, a world smart city. And if you think about Georgia as a whole, we've only had one other city being Atlanta that was ever recognized um, as that. And so for them to be in the running to win that award, you really start to see the opportunities and the impact that, that the partnership um, is making and then the resiliency of these communities and the opportunities that they have to build stronger, better communities. That's fantastic. Yeah, I always call it silo crushing, not to make an agricultural pun there, but that's a lot of, and, and just to affirm you and your work too, because I feel like it's important work that you're doing. And, and honestly, it's funny to hear that you're living your purpose and kind of living out your dream career to a certain extent. You're networking, you're you're the one making all of these connections and connecting the dots and connecting people who need to know each other to advance this for everybody. And I just wanted to let you know how cool that is of, uh, well, A, of a job, but also thank you on behalf of, of, of your fellow Georgia resident for the work you're doing. Lastly, I just want to close because obviously we do kind of keep a theme around B Corps around here, um, but also a big passion of ours is the same silo crushing of bringing on partners as well. And we talked about B Corps a little bit earlier. As you look at the landscape of leaders in the B Corp and, and broader business community that are using their business as a force for good, what actionable advice would you provide them to keep pressing forward to help stimulate some of this economic growth that is happening, the development that's happening in the state? in a way that will benefit all stakeholder groups? The big thing is to continue to be intentional about looking at opportunities statewide. So I think we see a lot of times is that there's a lot of focus on the traditional hub of innovation across the state. But I think there are amazing opportunities to do good in Georgia's rural, suburban, and urban communities that are often overlooked as hubs of innovation and also still be able to make profit. Whether it be, you know, we talked about things like housing, transportation, mobility, ag, people all across the state need 
those resources. So if you have innovation, if you have business ideas um, in the B Corp space, there are opportunities all around the state to really serve the greater community um, and also still be profitable. The second thing I'll mention, which I think is a hot topic right now, is um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the way I like to talk about this is that just being realistic, diversity, equity, and inclusion are not always (laughs) mutually exclusive. But I would encourage everyone to do your best to incorporate all three when you can but at all times if possible. Because when we talked about the, impo- the importance of diversity of thought, um, I think what people sometimes overlook is, and this is how I have observed it in some of my experiences, is that diversity often simply the ability to be present in the room. And so we need to be more intentional um, to go past that, right? So you can have a diverse group of people in the room, but the inclusion piece is the ability for those voices of those diverse backgrounds to influence the conversation of the room, right? And so we need to create spaces and rooms for diversity of thought in all of the sectors, whether it be geographical, race, gender, socioeconomic status, all of that needs to be present And then the third piece is the equity part. That's the big piece. And that is recognizing that each person or each community, each geography has different circumstances. And so allocating the appropriate amount of resources and opportunities needed to reach an equal outcome is also very important. And I think when those three are present, that's when you have the greatest outcome for most situations. So I, you know, again, going back to your original question, I just encourage the E-Corp leaders uh, to really be diligent about all three and purposeful um, in the spaces that you're creating and also how your innovation uh, impacts all communities across the state. Jamal, well, thank you so much for coming on and thank you again, well, A, for the work you do, but B, every time I talk to you, I leave like energized to go try to, change the world for the better. Um, You're one of those people that has that infectious energy. So hopefully it came across to our listeners. And I just want to, yeah, thank you for being a guest and sharing some of your work and what you do and the importance of the work you do. Uh, Thank you, Nathan. And um, like I said, the the feeling is mutual. I I definitely admire the work and and a lot of the sacrifice you you make daily. Um, As you talked about being uh, an entrepreneur in the Athens and Atlanta area. And so I know those multiple drives per week and sometimes per day that you that you do um, just to serve and, and really push this B Corp mission. It, it is very important. And so I also want to salute you for the incredible work you're doing across the state um, as well. Thank you. One of these days, they're going to build that train they've been talking about since my, uh, my freshman year at UGA in 01. <laughs> yeah. That train's coming. And then last thing too, if people wanted to uh, follow you online on LinkedIn, where would they find you and where would they find PIN? Yeah, so I'm under, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me, it uh, should be a.jamal Lewis. Um, and then PIN, you can go to PIN, P-I-N, Georgia.org. Um, and also that's our handle on Twitter as well. So at PIN, uh, P-I-N, Georgia. Um, and then if you, if you want to connect with me, LinkedIn is always like a great place to get me. Follow us on LinkedIn as well. Um, and then on our website, there should be like contact information. Um, but I, I encourage everyone to, to go to our website and, and check out just the projects and the initiatives that we're working on. One being our Georgia Smart Communities. They're um, having a new cohort 
um, in smart resilience. And so working with some communities to be more resilient and using smart technology in order to do so. So there'll, there'll be a, an announcement later this summer uh, that talks about those communities and highlights them. And then just shouting out our Smart Community Corps, which are our student research internship program. And they've opened it up to all universities in Georgia. And so any university can um, actually, any students from any university can apply, uh, as well as technical colleges can apply in order to be placed at these project sites. And I mean, they tripled their numbers from last year as far as the amount of students. And I think about half of those are students that are from universities that are outside of our traditional Georgia Tech UGA places. And so just really wanting to promote those as great opportunities to engage with the partnership. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for coming on. Thanks again for all you do. This is a wonderful episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it and we will see you next time. Thanks, Jamal. All right, thank you for having me. Well, that wraps up another edition of Be The Change Georgia. We're grateful as always for the opportunity to serve you with this content and grow this incredible community of purpose-driven B Corp leaders. If you haven't already, we would be grateful for you to rate the show wherever you get your podcast by simply tapping the number of stars you think it deserves and sharing it with a friend. This helps us get the word out and continue to use our collective influence as a force for good. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat With Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening and now go be a leader worth following.